Download the app, Bet Big, Win Bigger. And I got to tell you, I really like the sound of that. And with WinBet, it's just that easy. WinBet has what you need to win. So if you're from Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, sign up today to receive this special offer. New users can take advantage of WinBet's bet $25, get $50 in free bets. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Download the app, bet big, and win bigger. Let's get after it. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too. 1-800-889-9789. Welcome to the Green Light Podcast. Another Friday, another freak show. Chris, Macon, Stanford, Steve. We're talking best NFL bets. We're talking a little college football bowl season. Best games of the weekend. Some of the news that came out of the college football realm this week. Who got hired where? What transfers might be in the portal? Some draft talk. Also, Micah Parsons versus the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll hit that plus a little fun. And then on the end, it's Chris and Macon's White Lotus review. You've been waiting for it. Now you have it. White Lotus season two reviewed by the two biggest fans in the world. Y'all enjoy. Three. One, two, three. 2016 San Francisco 49ers. Did you just stand me up? Yeah, 2217. 227. I didn't know if we were saying the team first or the or the score. Who'd you take? Did you take the 2016 Seahawks? San Francisco 49ers? Okay, I'm on the Seahawks. So there's okay, our cool. yeah. Good. Make, I see you opted for the baseball cap today. I don't know if you've been catching any of the the heat for that beanie you've been wearing in in, in your in the mentions. People said you look sick, and the irony is that I'm actually sick. And you and you wore your baseball cap. Is that because of the the people that were coming at your beanie? No, not at all. I actually I sweat into the beanie playing tennis over the weekend, so it's a sweaty beanie. Okay. And that's why I'm in the cap. But people are talking noise about the green Patagonia. I'm still wearing that. Well, good, good, yeah. No, I don't I'm, listen to that sound. Look at this. Look at this big dog. Oh, nice, man. Yeah. Stanford yours? Steve's wearing a Stanford hat and a Stanford sweatshirt. Steve, yep. what do we what do we think about uh, the hire? I mean, the guy's got like five thousand followers on Twitter. <laughs> How did I know you were going to bring that up? I was like, who's this guy? No offense to him. He might be a great coach, but you know, like I was like, damn, he's just starting his social media journey. Like this seems. Yeah, it's, there's a lot, there's a lot to, there to, to process. Number one with the guys uh, in the portal, I believe he's taken over the worst roster in power five. Mm. I really do. You know, with, with what Dion's going to bring in, uh, I, I just feel like it's that bottom. It's that far 
on the bottom. So, you know, everybody I talk to has great words to say about him. I love that he coached at Utah and got some experience with Kyle Whittingham. Um, everybody talks about his offensive mind and his prowess. So he's going he's gonna to be put to the test um, there. But the problem is the roster. And obviously going against everything that is college football now between the portal and NIL and the, not really anything there. Um, talking to some people, I mean, these, this collective thing is basically just a bucket of money where guys are just going to go in and, and use it to pay players for NIL to come to their school. So there is not that at Stanford. Uh, there's plenty of resources. Uh, so it, it, it's, a, it's a long climb. Um, and being at the bottom, the one thing else is you'll be able to measure improvement now. Uh, because that you have to. Uh, there's no there's no more room to go down, and uh, I'm fired up. I mean, everybody talks about it, you know, getting a chance, and, you know, he, he said all the right things. So we'll see. Um, it's a new era, and it's kind of weird, uh, you know, knowing that, you know, Shaw has been there for so long and given us uh, great times and great games and great experiences. Uh, so it's, it's, it's good luck to the Stanford Cardinal football program, and uh, always support. Uh, the Utah thing, you know, like if you spend time at Utah, I feel I feel positively about that. I mean, yeah. it's the NIL thing, you can't win without it now. Mm. You know, you just you just can't. I mean, and, you know, for Virginia fans listening, uh, we don't do a good enough job there. We got to do a better job there. I mean, like these teams are going to have to sink or swim in that yep. re- respect. So um, I will be giving to the Virginia NIL fund very shortly. Uh, hey, yeah. Steve, do you yeah, care man. that this guy went to uh... – Cal at all? Oh yeah, he's a Cal quarterback. I believe he was a GA on the staff, Cal staff when I was in school. Four uh, zero against Cal. Uh, I'll just bring that up. Uh, nice. Never lost California sweep. But um, it doesn't so. bother you? No, no, not no. I actually like it. Um, knowing the intricacies of when we do get to the rivalry game, I think there's things to know. So um, I, it, it, it's happened. Uh, you know, there's a lot of guys that have crossed over and coached at both schools, so it's not the first time uh, this has happened. Um, all right, let's talk about the bowl games this weekend. Uh, they're on us fast. We've got yeah. uh, we've got Cincy, Louisville. We got Florida, Oregon State. We got Washington State, Fresno State. We got SMU, BYU. Which one's the best game that you're interested in the most? The one you did not mention, and that is UTSA against Troy. Yeah, this very rarely. Does it work out like this, guys? We got two conference champions playing, which is awesome. They're two really, really up-and-coming programs. Uh, I've talked about UTSA for a while, just, you know, loving what they do. They got a funky offense. They've gone through two offensive coordinators. Uh, You know, their coordinator from last year went to Illinois. You saw them improve this year. And then they just lost their uh, coordinator again. So that's what I have to – try and find out is how they'll be. I believe everybody's going to play for them. They did have their best receiver nicked up at the end of the year, uh, so hopefully he's back. But Troy has been an awesome, awesome story. Coach Summerall down there has hired an awesome staff. Their defense is legit. Uh, One of my favorite bets I hit this year was the under in Army and uh, Troy. I believe the final was 10-6. Glad the under hit there in that under I wish I had the old lightning uh, under bets on that one. We could have mm-hmm. cashed a lot. So, um, no, I'm just fired for this matchup because it's two really, really good teams. I know it doesn't have the name prowess, but uh, Troy brings to the table a really good defense. I, I would lean Troy, but I never doubt the Roadrunners. Uh, and I'm, I'm just fired up. Fired up. The total's around 50. I see 55 and a half. Troy's a one and a half point favorite. Um, 
I might say under there, but uh, that that's the best game I think of the whole weekend. Florida, obviously, you get the news about Anthony Richardson. Um, yeah, you, you know, uh, entering the draft and that sort of thing. I, I um, I'm not in love with it. I, I know a lot of people are like, "Oh, this is the quarterback class." Like, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. And and Anthony's the only guy that gets me excited. And that, I'm I'm right there with you. Now, here's what I'll say. I believe his tape and what he did, and it wasn't great. I think it was around 53% completion percentage. I think it's better than Josh Allen's coming out. I, I think there, that comparison is legit. You talk about a wow factor, whether it's running and arm strength and just overall ability, I think they're really, really similar. Now, will he have the mindset to improve and take coaching like Josh Allen did to take that monumental step at the next level. He did play against you know SEC teams. You know Josh Allen's out there slinging it against the Mountain West, mm. and you know plenty was made of Josh Allen not having his you know top four receivers from his junior year going to his senior year, and I think that was a big part of him not wanting to stay. But he did, and he improved on those things that there, and it still wasn't great. He was very, very raw from an athletic standpoint and a quarterback skills um, standpoint. So that's the comparison because if you're going to say it was kind of a gamble with Josh Allen, it's definitely a gamble. McShay said the other night he's the most fascinating uh, breakdown of the whole draft class. So we know about the quarterbacks. I think we've seen a change in the mindset of NFL teams where you do take that quarterback and then two years later you punt. So it's a fascinating deal. I, I, what, what's really hard to process now is the bottom of the draft, like where teams are going to end up. And McShay, had to, he released a mock the other night, and you know it's just not where uh, you need to be as far as getting that draft order set because that obviously dictates uh, everything and, and where guys fall based on those teams and what they need. What's your take on Levis? Does Levis remind you of anybody? Uh, ooh, that – He's, he's got some Tebow in him because of the, the overall strength and athletic ability. Um, he likes contact. And what I think is tough for him for an evaluation, again, his junior year is better than his senior year, and that's because of what was around him. Their offensive yeah. line this year was awful, and yeah. I think he really pressed. And I don't. Th- I think that really affected his reads, his keys, and his overall timing of what you want to see for a guy that's supposed to be a first-round pick. So I think it's a really tough evaluation, and I wonder about these, you know, big, strong quarterbacks. You don't see them succeed. You know, I, I think back to a guy like Jake Locker. You know, Jake Locker was an unbelievable athlete, great runner, big, strong and just couldn't do it at the next level. Mm-hmm. So you factor that, and, and Levis has gotten nicked up by injuries, and that has to do with you know not being able to be protected. Uh, that, that's, that's the scary part. Uh, he's, he says all the right things um, he, and, and, yeah. and all that stuff, and social media loves him, so we'll see. It's, I, I put him right there as, you know, with Richardson as far as a you know, need to know more, but you're not going to get it. I mean, it's done. The ceiling, the though, is- on, the ceiling on Richardson is just yes. so fucking high, dude. Yes, agreed. I just, I, you know, like, admittedly, he hasn't been um, incredibly pinpoint yet. But, I mean, it, it just depends on how good you think the coaching is at the next level because if you can unlock whatever it is out of that guy, he'll take the league over. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying I know that for sure, 
But, you know, when it, when I look at like, you know, mortgaging the future, at least for a couple of years on a, on a top 10 quarterback, a top five quarterback, there's nobody in this draft that I'm positive about. I mean, like, you know, young, I mean, he, he's a little guy. I mean, yeah. like I do worry about that stuff, you know, I mean, you talk about big quarterbacks, big, strong quarterbacks, their track record, you know, like I do worry about that stuff with, with a guy like that. I mean, his tapes, it's dazzling mm. making how, how you like that adjective. Um, <laughs> Hey Steve, I wanted to ask you about um, I wanted to ask you about you and you and uh, and and your buddy uh, the bear, his yeah. last you guys last show and all that. Like, has it been pretty sad? You guys, uh, you know, he's moving on to what is it, Fox? Yeah, Fox yes, he is. Um, it's it's an awesome opportunity for him, one that he obviously couldn't pass up, and and he's going. And for all the people wondering why. The podcast and will end is because the bear is not a rod. Only a rod can work for Fox and ESPN. That's correct. Okay, so the bear is not a rod. It's not a crossover deal here. Uh, so that is why it is ending. And yeah, it's 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 crazy. Um, we we kind of you know both behind the scenes guys for much of our the start of our career at ESPN, and you know got to the forefront in front of the camera because of, you know, on Scott on my side and, and, and Kirk and, and the game day guys on, the, on, on, on Bears side. So we, we had a lot of the similar thoughts, and it was just awesome to, to talk every week and sometimes two times a week. And, you know, now, you know, with, with you know, Daily Wager and, and College Football Live, you know, being able to be on TV shows together, it was, it, it was just awesome. And um, it's it's I'm really happy for him now. He's he's got a lot uh, more responsibilities as he as he heads there, and he deserves it. Uh, one of the smartest minds there is. I mean, you talk about a college football encyclopedia. No one, nobody compares to the Bear. He could not even he, you. No, no, no. Historically, no, no chance. I mean, he could rack his brain. You, you, you I mean, on a dime, he he'd be incredible. Um, he. I'd put him up there with, against uh, the Schwab. I mean, the Schwab oh, was Schwab, – Schwab, I stumped the Schwab. I oh, you did? Him okay. I three times in person when I met the Schwab. I asked him, like, three pretty layup-y questions, and he didn't have the answers. Now, he was a perfectly nice guy. The best. But, but no, he's a nice guy. But he didn't know who stopped uh, work done on the one-yard line in 1995. Oh. He didn't know who the Penguins lost to in the Eastern Conference Finals uh, that one year. He didn't know – like, I just hit him with – you know anything I knew, uh, and he didn't know. So I did. May, I, I give. Did the that answer. make you feel good? I was like twenty three years old. It was like wow. I met him at the draft, and I was like, I. He probably gets that shit all the time too. The Schwab. It probably the time. annoying as hell to be him all for reasons time. like that. So, um, who's hey, going to be your next co-host, Steve? Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, I don't know. Free agency's open. You know, we're we're in free agency season. The yeah. portal's open. Uh, I got to check the portal, and uh, I'm not sure I have an NIL to to convince guys. So uh, we're kind of behind we're behind the process there, but um, we will see. Uh, plenty, obviously, talks and, and and conversations have been had already. But uh, yeah, we will tape our last one the 21st. Uh, I believe that's next Wednesday, and that'll be out. So uh, I appreciate you asking about it. Who's your favorite personality in college football? If you had to pick one. Ooh. Like if you got if you could do a project with somebody that you're like I really like their work but I've never worked with them. You're talking media only? Yeah, media. Hmm, that's a great question. I'm full of them. I've been sitting in my fucking room 3 days. 
<laughs> you got the yellow pad out, just jotting thoughts no, down as no. the mind wanders. Uh uh-uh. uh. Man, favorite personality. You know, they come out with these hundred deep lists of college football personalities. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I still don't think Herbie gets enough credit for how good he is, uh, especially in the calling games aspect. I think he's phenomenal. He always hits on what you should be watching um, and in the matchups in that game. He, he deserves the, 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 the pedestal that he's put himself on. With, with all the responsibilities. Reese Davis is just, I mean, you talk about encyclopedia. Uh, he, he will be fine without the bear. Uh, Reese is one of the smartest guys. I, I, Reese might be there. Uh, and David yeah. Pollock. Pollock's yeah. awesome. I, yeah. I, 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 maybe Pollock. Yeah, that'd be cool. Pollock maybe, would be, maybe you can pry Pollock into the podcasting world. Yeah. I, I got one more question on college football before we move on to the pros. But, like, uh, this morning I almost called you because I was like, oh, I heard the – the Purdue quarterback wasn't playing. The line was sitting at 11, and now it's 14. Yeah. And that would be an example of a game because of all those points, because of what, what I saw from LSU going to Texas A&M. Like, I got that information last night, and I was like, eh, I texted Macon, but I didn't bet it because LSU just kind of scares me a little bit, um, you know, like the variability of how they can perform, uh, and it is a bowl game. How good is that uh, that backup at Purdue? How do you just because the news broke today? Is there anything enlightening about that that matchup uh, in 2023? I think what I think, Chris, is it's kind of a domino effect. Like as these teams in the bowl games, you know, you've how many bowl games did you play in? Fuck, like I'm like seven. <laughs> uh, okay, let me take you through. Um, Come on, fr- freshman year. First year, as we're encouraged to call it at Virginia, I don't care. Okay. Um, freshman year, we went to Boise and played in the, uh, yeah, in the, in the Micron PC Bowl. Yeah. Blew, blew a big lead to Fresno State. Mm. Al Groh basically set all his bowl game gear on fire. Oh. Uh, it was like the most, it was like a death march going to the plane the next day. Like mm. he wasn't just there to enjoy Boise. Virginia uh, also got jobbed. At the end of that game, okay. officials took yep. the game. Yeah, they checked the tape. It was like a, it was like truly a road game because all the Fresno State people were out there in full force. Logan Mankins was just dominating people, and then uh, sophomore year we went to the uh, the Music City Bowl, Gaylord Hotels. It was awesome. You know, we got to stay in one of those Gaylord hotels. Okay, uh, it's like a big biodome in Nashville. Nashville? Yeah, it's it, it was awesome. We had a great time there. That was great. We played Minnesota. Beat them. We beat them. Win. Um, okay. Yeah, Marcus Higgins had a big game. Junior year, we decided not to play in a bowl game. And then senior year, um, we you know what's fucked up? Freshman year, we were supposed to go play in the Champ Sports Bowl. You know what oh, that is? One of my Orlando. favorites. We, we, when we went to Boise because we are academically, we're different. So mm. we, we decided it, it was during exams. and oh, oh. Yeah, it was brutal. And so then, you had a uh, choice and Boise became the choice. You're damn right it did. Over and then, Mickey Mouse? That's, yeah, fuck yeah. Man, and then senior that's... senior year, we went to the Gator Bowl in a loss that still haunts me. We were talking – it's a good time to talk about Mike Leach because I was – like um, Mike Leach was the coach at Texas Tech. We got Dola? Beat. Yeah, Dola. These big splits. I don't know if you saw my tweet, but they had the, they had the big splits. Monster. They had – it was just bizarre. Graham Harrell, the whole thing. Um, Rylan Reed was the, t- was the tackle. Um, I, got, I got, got to hang out with him down the line. But I, I got to meet Amendola. 
yeah. uh, when he came to St. Louis and we became friends. And I'm sorry if you've heard this story, but Macon hasn't been on and you haven't been on to talk about Mike Leach. Absolutely. We used to drunk dial Mike Leach at Bonnaroo like all the time. <laughs> and this dude would stay on the phone like he had nowhere to be. I mean, I absolutely love talking to the guy. I don't remember much of the conversation. Um, but over the years, I mean, and, and now in his passing, I think that was the biggest theme when I saw everybody's anecdote was like, whoever you were, you were the most important person in the world while you were having that conversation with him. He was truly not too, too good to stop and talk no. where he was. I mean, he was present in that moment and, and, and treated everybody like they were family. You know, I, I thought that was, I thought that was really cool hearing some of those anecdotes. I, I've been looking for the word. I know we have an English major on this podcast, but the word is, is just how unorthodox he was in his approach to things, whether it was conversations, which go, went off the rails. I remember, you know, before the Crabtree game, you know, the, the, the greatest night in Lubbock, Texas history. Uh, we're there for game day radio. It's me, McShay, and Rosillo. And on Friday, the day before the game, we got five minutes with Leach to go tape an interview. So he said, come on down to the stadium. We'll, after my walkthrough uh, with the team, I'll, I'll come over and we could, we could chat. And so we walk down the stairs of the stadium. And this walkthrough, Chris, I, I, I can't tell you. It's the most eye-opening thing I've ever seen. Our walkthroughs at Stanford, everybody's got their Friday gear on. You know, it's usually your best sweatsuit. You know, guys are, guys are buttoned up. Everybody's got the same shoes on. And you walk down, and I'm telling you, their right tackle looked like he, you know, got in a fight with a gasoline tank. Like, he had oil and gas. He had a white T-shirt and jeans on, diesel fluid, and he had work boots on. And he was just covered in just, like, soot. And he's he sitting there. He came from the oil fields. And, and, and – so that you got him. Then you got Crabtree. He's got the stunner shades on, gold chains. I don't even think he had a shirt on. Hat backwards. Graham Harrell's a quarterback. He's got like a golf shirt, you know, buttoned up. You know, the center's got khakis on and a collared shirt. Not one person had Texas Tech apparel on. And he comes over after the walkthrough or like, Coach, you know, before – you know, we got it. And I actually had the recorder, so I was just recorded. And it ended up making the interview. We were like, we got to ask about Jake, I think his name was, the, the, the right tackle. And he's like, yeah. He's like, Jake was late today. He said he had some car issues. I told him, you know, get your mind right. Go work on your truck and get it right. And uh, it looks like Jake lost the battle with his truck. That's so fucking funny, dude. <laughs> and – and sure enough, we're walking out of the stadium afterwards, and like, there's this big dually truck. Um, I mean, got the got the lift on it, enormous tires, and the coach is like, there, "There's the truck," and I'm like, "That truck won today." He's like, God, that's amazing, bro. Did. Like, but the but, best coaches, and the word you were looking for might be avant garde, making. Oh, sure, renegade. Yeah, Texas uh, Tech official Red Raiders r- roster. I want to find out who this uh, this right tackle was. Who did they beat? Was they it beat Texas? That was, that was yeah. 08. Yeah, it was a night game. Yes. So funny story. Halloween like weekend. It's right yeah. when the Joker was in, and man, what a scene! And that's the thing with Leach. Like you talk about experiences, he was behind two of the best experiences I I've ever had. You know, traveling with game day. It was that night in Lubbock, which followed me driving to Amarillo, Texas in the middle of the night for a mm-hmm. 6 a.m. flight. And, like, oh, wait, still when your phone would go roaming. Did literally. you get there by morning? Hey, did you get there by morning? Yep. I, I did. I did. And 
the Washington State game day there. Finally getting game day there. And he didn't want anything to do. He wanted the fans there. And then Scott was on that night. So I was there the Friday night before game day. And people literally, I mean, it was 30-something degrees. And people were bringing, walking with sleeping bags to sleep out in front of game day to be there. Like, it, Pullman's awesome. Uh, those fans are great. And he was perfect. He's a perfect fit in Lubbock. He was a perfect fit in Wazoo. And he's a perfect fit in, in Starkville. And he kind of made that work. I didn't yes. think he make Starkville work. I mean, you know, but it, it worked. Um, yeah, okay, so the story about that game in 2009 was I had it on. It was like, you know, Saturday night or whatever. And at that point, we had, uh, you know, I think uh, we had, we were on to our first interim head coach in St. Louis. It was uh, Jim Hazlitt. Jim Hazlitt. Yeah, my guy. Um, yeah, he was he was great. And one of the great things that Jim Hazlitt did was he let us sleep at home Saturday night, which was oh. really cool. That was like an old NFL kind of thing. It was like, hey, man, you guys are grown up. So um, and I'd sit home and watch the games. And one night, I don't think Meg had really thought about it, but Michael Crabtree made that big play. And she was like, oh, my God, what a play. <laughs> and I was like, are you fucking serious? Like, I was still not over that bowl game. We got an actual argument over Texas Tech because I was like, how could you cheer for that team in any capacity? Like, they ruined my college career. I, I'm still not over that bowl game. I really am not. And if it weren't for Mike Leach being so goddamn likable, maybe mm. I'd still not be over it. That, they rushed the field three times in that game. After the Crabtree kick I be, or the touchdown, I want to say they kicked off from their own 10-yard line. It, it, it would, I mean, you talk about mayhem. I mean, people yeah. just climbing over. Uh, just absolutely incredible scene. And That was a code break by my wife, though. Yeah, well, sorry yeah, about that. Yeah, it was like, we're, we're in the 12-month window. I need like a year before anybody says anything positive about Texas Tech. So, <laughs> What do we think I, about Drew Brees coaching Purdue? I think it's awesome. I mean, yeah. I, I just think it goes back. Like you mentioned the bowl games. You remember them. And that's – that's that. Like, when I went to college, you, you played – to go to a bowl game, get bowl swag, get a little per diem in your pocket. You know, we went to we went to the Rose Bowl. We we were there for two weeks. We stayed at the Lowe's in Santa Monica for a week. Then we moved to the Beverly Hills Hilton. Like you talk about living it up. It, that th- those are some of the best times of my life in in Southern California. Got a little money in your pocket. You're going out, hanging with the guys, and it's just you. Like those experiences, and it just I get it. Guys are looking at the next level and everything, but those are. Those are the camaraderie of everything. Uh, those are the t- we still talk about those times, and it, it's just a shame that guys just you know throw it away and punt on it because it's it's a different world now. But like I said, that that was the goal to, to go to a bowl game, get your swag, and and uh, it's, it's it's a shame to see guys punt on it because that that's what it was about when I was playing. Well, uh, I just got word that uh, the Texas Tech tackle, his name was Jake Johnson. Wow, He's six foot seven. Uh, 370. He was yes. a senior from Blessing, Texas. There you go. And Shocker, the guy that came in from Ry- for Ryland Reed and wouldn't shut his fucking mouth the whole game was not the starting right tackle the next year. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Uh, okay, and then, uh, and then, yeah, I'm like, oh, I, uh, you haven't been able to get there. You got me split out to the opposite <laughs> fucking hash. They're doing that because you guys suck. <laughs> Fuck me. Jake Johnson, he's six foot seven, 370. How does somebody six foot seven look so five ten? Go look this guy up. I mean, he was just a unit, man. So yeah, it really helps color in that uh, that that anecdote for oh, you. Unbelievable. Um, okay, but Drew Brees is going to be hyping people up. He's going to be up at Purdue. The recruiting aspect of this is interesting. Mm. So he's going to like recruit players for a little bit. 
cold calling recruits. Hey, saw you're committed to Virginia. You want to maybe come to Purdue? Don't do that. Hey, don't do that. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, all right. Let's get let's get on to to pro football. Here. Ooh. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is an exciting weekend, man. This is an this exciting is, weekend, dude. This slate is dog shit. No, but it's an exciting weekend because you have it Saturday and you have it Sunday, and I do think there's a couple games that I'm heavily invested in that we'll get we'll get there when we give out the locks. But um, okay. let's let's set the table with this. Two things. Did you see these two things? Number one, did you see DeAndre Hopkins and Bill Belichick mic'd up? No, you didn't, you didn't see this during their game. Like Bill came over because he loves DeAndre Hopkins. He's mm-hmm. like, hey man, you're the man. I'm really glad I don't have to see you, but every four years, like Bill doesn't talk like that to everybody and then d hops like you know i do my job coach and you know i love you coach and all this stuff do you think that deandre hopkins ending up a patriot sounds appetizing no i kind of like think it. That's i kind of like it couldn't be any worse than playing you know uh colt mccoy slash kyler be your quarterback I, next year um i just you got a defensive coordinator calling plays. I don't think that, that'll change. That has to change, right? It that has, has to, to right? I also think Bill might be calling some of the plays. Yeah, maybe Kraft too. Yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, like, everybody's yeah, got a headset in New England. Scott Zolak, Zolak's up there calling plays <laughs> in the fucking booth. <laughs> just anybody calls plays. But I just thought, like, I just have so much respect for DeAndre Hopkins, mm-hmm. uh, and he's a great guy. I sat next to him at the NFL Honors one year. He's just the greatest dude ever. And then. You know, I have so much respect for Bill. It's just something I, I really want to happen. You know, because what if Tom comes back to New England and they end up with DeAndre Hopkins? I want, I'm speaking this into existence here. You are. Just like, yeah. did you get Aaron Donald to the Eagle, Eagles in, in existence? It could happen. I talked okay. to Ryan Shazier the other day, and he poured some salt on it. He was like, I don't think, you know, that's my guy, but I don't think anybody's going to give up two mm. firsts for a 30-something-year-old guy. And I disagree. Okay. Stranger things have happened. All right, so uh, I I was thinking Steelers for Aaron Donald, finish okay. his career in, in his hometown, um, and then did you see that? Obviously, you've seen the Micah Parsons thing with uh, Jalen System, this, this saga. Yeah. Okay. It, I'm gonna. Well, see, I'm, I mean, it does go back to I forgot who it was, but before they played the first time, somebody on the Cowboys defense was like, "I'm done talking about the Eagles offense." Tank and, and Marcus. Yes. Okay, and so it's been, it's been a war of words for sure. I, I just, I just look at like Scott and I talked this week about the idea of the playoffs and and thinking about match like the NFC, right? The yeah. NFC, if, I think if it lined up right now, you got Cowboys at Buccaneers and uh, like Commanders at Vikings. Like none of those teams, that doesn't do anything for me. I think I think the Cowboys, the Eagles, and the Niners are in their own tier. And in the AFC, I think the Bills, the Chiefs, and the Bengals are in their own tier. I don't think any of those other teams that are going to make it are threats. I think the, Jet, the Jets are a great story. The Lions are the best story. But when it comes down to I mean, the Lions might be the biggest threat of those teams that are in the mix, but we, they might not even the, make it. We had the Lions, and here's the big question for me. is like Jared Goff, now in December, you're going to play some games outdoors starting this weekend. You know, like, um, is he going to be able to take this thing home? I hope he does. I hope he finishes strong because everybody loves the Lions, except the guy for Deadspin that wrote an article uh, trying to get Dane Campbell fired earlier this season. But, Mm. um, you know, like, I just – I would love to see the Lions slide in because I think they're one of the best 7-8 teams in the league right now. We did our power rankings the other day, for fuck's sake. Mm -hmm. Right, Mike? 
and Lions received multiple votes in the top seven. And it's hard to to argue the way they've been playing. Now, their record, you know, uh, but they've been playing well. So strung together some really good wins. And one of the ones I was most impressed with was when they went to New York. Yeah. Um, You know, because everybody said, you know, uh, golf's not a cold weather guy, the Mm. whole thing. And, you know, so here's my take on Micah Parsons. I, like he's entitled to his opinion, and I happen to like the guy. I can't hide that. Like Philly fans, I you know obviously you know where my allegiance is, but I really like Micah Parsons. I think he seems like a really solid kid, and he's just that. He's a kid. He's like I like the way that he, I like the fact that he he shares his opinion. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's refreshing. He doesn't seem like a dickhead about it. You know, mm-hmm. like he I, I think he's a humble good kid, but he's wrong. I disagree with him. Um, if you've watched the Eagles, uh, you know, name name three three to five quarterbacks who aren't system quarterbacks in, in the NFL. Hmm. Like, there's only there's only really one or two, mm-hmm. right? I mean that that like it, it's not dependent on the system. One, two, or three. Um, they built a great team around Jalen Hurts. Correct. The system's definitely really solid. But all I care about is does he make the tight window throws? Does he hit people on the numbers? Does he hit people outside the numbers and deep? Uh, he's done all those things this year, and his game's improved greatly. Um, he showed signs of all this. He's always been a pretty solid deep ball thrower. But if you look at the throws he makes outside the numbers, um, he's one of the best throwers. He 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 has been one of the best throwers this year. Throwers of the football, period. And another the layer to this is like, of all teams to be taking shots at Jalen Hurts, your quarterback's Dak Prescott. Mm. Jalen's better. Mm. Is that a hot take? Uh, no. I mean, not, Dak, not Prescott's, my opinion. That Dak Prescott's, who I really like, has existed in the system most of his career, whether it was the run game propping him up or the, you know, the, the great weapons they've had outside. And, um, you know, Kellen Moore is definitely a good play caller. You could you could throw stones at him, too. Um, and so I think, like, Eagles fans should probably not take it so personally because he's not he's not right. <laughs> he's wrong I, and i love micah parsons he's like my favorite dude yeah but i disagree with him i i, I mean between jalen hurts and micah parsons those are probably my two favorite guys in the league yeah i hate this shit you know and and it's for different reasons i jalen hurts the way he handles himself off the field is my favorite thing of any athlete in 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 sports uh how committed he is and you know sirianni came out today and was just talking he was asked about you know, being in the building and Jalen's there before him every day, off days. You know, he he's putting in the work and he doesn't want to talk about that. He wants to talk about his team, and I, I just love that. He, he you know sheds all the light on his teammates and and all the stuff that's not important. He doesn't deal with, and right. where Micah is, you know, come on, you said it. His Twitter, he, he lets his opinions known. He just says but, whatever, and but you know he what? is a, he's a, a game wrecker. You know, yes. on the field, and not many people could do what he does, and what I gets lost in what I thought was going to be a factor, and I was totally wrong. Michael Parsons did, just took a year off. Just took a year off and, and didn't play his last year at Penn State. And to see what he's done, I worry about that thing. I mean, I think Deshaun Watson's going through a lot of that. You know, just right. the rust. I mean, it right. takes time to get your body right. You Knowing what your body feels like after an NFL game, I would imagine. And to see Michael Parsons just take a year off and come back and dominate that that's that's some pretty special stuff. He's an alien, dude. He's. I might alien. have an MVP ticket on him too at a hundred to one. So, Meg, do you agree mm. with him? Disagree with him? I agree, wholeheartedly. With Micah, 
no, 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 no. If anybody, I agree with uh, Jordan Mylotta saying, uh, worry about your own selves and who you got this week, and we'll see you in a couple. He's worried about the Chicago Bells. That's not a bloke you want to piss off, mate. No. That guy's just, I mean, you saw how all those reporters had to stretch their arms out to get it up into his atmosphere. <laughs> he would squash those guys like a bug. You'd think uh, he was from Blessing, Texas. He's such a big dude. Yeah, mm. six, seven, three. I mean, he might be he might be bigger than that cat from Blessing, Texas. Uh, all right, well, um, but he's rich enough to actually get somebody to work on his car now because he got that big deal. So, um yeah, I mean that 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 was a little bit, and they're they're definitely milking that, including us. Like you know, yeah. because there aren't a lot of great games this weekend, so they're pushing that out there in Philly. They're pushing it out, hoping it's bulletin board material. But I don't think, I mean, I think the O line is going to try to get after those guys because of it. But I think Jalen Hurts is unflappable. I don't think he's worried about it. Um, roughing the passer review, mm. we could be having that. Steve, you're not a fan. I just go back to the call in the Dolphins game. Like awful. That needs to be. That needs to be reviewed. Yeah. If we're going to sit here and sit on review, you you can't get that wrong. It's such it's such a huge play, and and I just it's just because he had his hands high. That's that that's the only reason, and it looked like he hit him, and he didn't. That that it's it's just bad. It's it's really bad, and you know they ended up punting three plays later, but still that that was huge. Two minutes uh, at a critical critical point in the game. This makes a lot of sense, though, because, you know, you, you, you have the, the functionality of being able to punish people for putting quarterbacks in, uh, in harm's way because mm-hmm. that, I get that. Like, I've watched playoff games between two backups before. I don't want to see that anymore. Honestly, I get the whole thing about protecting quarterbacks, but if we have a 30-second process, it's mm-hmm. pretty easy. We can yeah. tell in 15 seconds at home. It's cut and dry. Um, that you know they just radio down to the fucking field but you know i don't know that i have faith in them getting this right because they couldn't even spot nelson aguilar had to f- go find Devonte parker the other day i know it's like a totally different deal but um listen if they would just let twitter run this process i think we'd be fine right you tweeted about it there was some expedited review maybe even in that game it but- was for the aguilar drop for that drop, yeah. And it was just everybody's talking to each other in, in earpieces and buzzers, and it was done in three seconds. Mm. Yep. And some hey, people didn't think that call was the right one, but. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Well, I thought so. I had the pats. So. Um... The best moments in a sports fan's life are in football season. I'm not talking about September. I'm not talking about the first week in October. I'm not even talking about the second week in October. I'm talking about when it gets colder, the temperature drops. The games get bigger, the hits get harder, and you can curl up and watch some meaningful football. I like to do it with a Miller Lite from the fridge and a cold Frosty mug from the freezer. Frosty mug, meat, a cold, beautiful can of Miller Lite from my fridge. That's teamwork. We come together, we can make a great play out there, and the the best play to make on a Sunday is a nice cold Miller Lite and a frosty mug at home. That's my favorite thing. Maybe a fire in the fireplace. Yeah, now we're talking. But Miller Lite, it's an original, and it's more than that. It's been a fan favorite since 1975. The best part, no matter how your team plays, Miller Lite is always a winner. The perfect beer for Sundays, I gave you the, the hot tip. Having that frosty mug is a lot like having home field advantage. I mean, like, it just makes everything better for your boy and your boy's friends who file in every Sunday to enjoy 
cold, ice cold Miller Lite uh, at, at, at my house. I mean, we have a lot of people over, and I got to have the Miller Lite stocked up. A lot of light beer cuts back on the most crucial ingredient, flavor. Just 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12-ounce serving. Miller Lite, quick on its feet, heavy hitting on flavor. No wonder it's been MVP from day one. This football season, enjoy the sweet taste of victory with Miller Lite, the original light beer. Find it pretty much anywhere beer is sold. Go to MillerLite.com slash Greenlight for delivery options near you. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. If you're here in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, and you haven't tried the WinBet app yet, I have great news for you. Sign up today to receive this special offer. New users can take advantage of WinBet's bet $25, get $50 in free bets. WinBet is basically giving you free money. Don't turn that down. Don't pass that up. Download the WinBet app today. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too. 1-800-889-9789. All right, let's give our locks out this week. I'm seeing the board. Oh. I feel like I'm seeing the board, but I think y'all are going to take some of my picks. Well, good news for you. You get to go first. Yeah, no shit. Uh, I'll take the Bengals and I'll buy a half point. Look Whoa. at that. Look at that. What, what is it? Three and a half? Do I have to buy a half point? I think it. I think it is. It is stayed at three and a half. Okay, I'll buy the half point. That's a fishy line. I but have a I, feeling that line changes. My friend, you would be buying a point to a push potentially. I think you want to leave it at three and a half. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, God damn it. With our system. Yeah, with our system. Yeah. I like the pick, though. Tampa Bay's horrible. <laughs> they are bad. <laughs> and this is, this is when Cincy finds the rhythm, and then uh, you think it's a little low, Steve? It's, it's stinky yeah. low? Yes. Okay. Okay. Why do you think that is, Steve, if you had to guess? I just still think Tampa Bay gets way too much of the benefit. Uh, the Bengals, the, I will say, the Bengals are on a roll. And it, like, can they just keep sustaining this? And you're going to play a desperate team. Uh, but I, I just, defensive end's out, right? Oh, Long uh, Henderson? Yeah. Henderson? I think he's yeah, out. And, and, and that matters, but that defense is built from the inside out, right? Like, I, I really like their edge guys. I mean, I love their edge guys, but uh, – yeah. But you know, you you know, you got those guys inside Reader and them, and yeah, I think that's what I like their know, secondary. I love their safeties. They come down and hit the mm. whole thing. So I really, I mean, like I like the Bengals in this spot. I don't, okay. I don't want to overthink it. All right. Uh, see, long as we spoke about a bit earlier, I'm going to Thursday night. I'm taking the Seattle Seahawks. Come on. That's from uh, that's that's from three and a half down to three. So I will I will buy the half back up to three and a half. Okay, you're um, buying up. Yep. Uh, Bastard. Hey, Niners been been reading their press clippings for a couple weeks now. Brock Purdy beats Brady by 28 points. He's going to play Thursday night. Seattle, if it's not now, it might be never as far as the playoffs are concerned. And Seattle, Kenneth Walker's going to be back. DK, Tyler Lockett, I like the spot for the Seahawks. Prime time, home game. 
against the 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 team that everybody's talking about. Scoring though, I just gave you the scoring. No, I'm just saying that, that you know how are they going to score? I mean, I, I guess Ken, they could. Ken Walker. Okay. Okay. All right. I just, I love that guy, man. They I might got, like the under in that game. They got dominated by. Carolina. Not to tip anything for Thursday night time machine. Who gives a shit? <laughs> um, all right, go, go ahead, Steve. You're up. Oh, that was my pick. I'm going to take the Vikings. Oh, thank you. I, oh. I just I get it. Their defense is wretched, but that whole Colts thing. I, I mean, I think they're tapping out. I, I mean, they had their their offensive line coach left the Colts to go be the offensive line coach at Stanford. Like, how bad are things in the NFL if your program if that happens? That's, that, a, that, that's, that's just, a business decision. Well, maybe TT is a great the, coach. You go to the staff with the guy in year one, not the not the interim guy. I I don't know. I just the just, farm. Have you ever been to the farm? Do you know how pretty the farm is? Most beautiful down. place in, in in America. What do we Aiken. say? Down on the farm? Over on the farm? On the farm? On the farm? On the farm? Give me the Vikings. I, I, I'm just I'm going against the Colts the rest of the year. Give me the Colts. I like oh. that pick, Chris. Because a lot of people probably think it should be more. Uh, I just, you know, like, listen, the Vikings, their point differential, the whole thing. I mean, like, they're not they're not blowing people out. That four is a key number. Um, I'll get back to you on buying that point after I give my next pick. Okay. Jacksonville Jaguars plus four at ah! home against the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> but this is a good sign for real life, you know. We're seeing it. We're seeing it the same. Uh, Jags, who'd they just beat the doors off of? Tennessee? Trevor Tennessee. Lawrence playing well. Uh, I like the spot again. It's a spot play. Jags at home, okay. sleepy. One o'clock kick. All right, I'm taking Buffalo. Snow game. It's a lot of points, but I, I'm you know, I, if I had to bet it one way, I'd probably bet it that way. Pissed off they lost down there. Oh yeah, I mean uh, I cannot listen. I can't wait for and this. The defense guy. came alive. I know it's the Jets and the Dolphins bring something different, but. I'll, I'll take that. I mean, night game in Buffalo. I'll lay this. You know what? I'll buy my half point there. Six and a half. Mm. Oh, it's dropped a little, huh? Mm. If, uh, I see Ty- seven. Tyreek needs to be 100% for that team, it seems like. I don't- yeah, I mean, even if he's 100%, I feel like there's a really tough matchup for them. It was a tough matchup for that offense the first time. I, you know, like, and I'm being respectful here. I they had a bunch of guys down, like in totality. I forget what the, the number of people that were, were down starters-wise when they went down to Miami. It was early in the year. It was hot. This is a totally different deal. It's a totally different deal, and um, I think this defense is really rounded into form as we head down the stretch. I'm a little worried about the corner situation there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's been in flux a little bit, but I like it, Steve. I will say, what are the Bears sitting at? Uh-oh. Uh, nine. 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 I could get it to Nick Foles. <laughs> Nine and a half you're talking about? <laughs> Steve, you like that dick joke, huh? Oh. Uh okay. Yeah. Let me let me have the uh let me have the Bears and let Fuck. me uh and let me catch let me let me let me Fuck. buy the half point on, on pick number two there, get get the Colts to four and a half. That that's a shame. I'm gonna have it on my phone. Hopefully, I'm gonna be on the men by the time Houston comes to town because I want to hit that game, and that's a 1 p.m. kickoff for that. Uh, you know, on Saturday, I think it is Indy in, in Minnesota, and, yes. and Houston is too. So, I'm gonna be in JPJ testing the Wi-Fi. Oh, we All got right. Ting. 
ting at JPJ, you'll be in you'll be in fine shape. Good. Oh, look at this. I had one, two, three, four, five, six picks written. Five have been taken. Oh, so we're clustering. I'm forced to go with the one I don't like as much. It's going to be the New York Giants catching four and a half. Uh, I think people think perhaps That's the right side. Okay, I'm glad to hear you say that. That's a lot of points. It's a, it's isn't it too many points? By it's a lot of point? points in a low scoring game. I mean, the totals at like forty and a half, and we know what happened with that total last time. That was hilarious. And then, um, and then you know the fact of the matter is, like, go look at the they they got a lot of money on on the Giants right now. I think like you know like half the 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 tickets, but like damn near all the money is on the Giants. And it's prime time. Prime time loves to go under this year. It sure does. I'm going to take another under. The best game, most excited I am for a game this week is Lions-Jets. I say under 44 and a half. Hmm. You think Zach Wilson plays? Uh, like, they're going to play Mike White, right? Or are Mike we White. doing this? Are we doing this thing or no? Let's not do this thing, guys. Like, you know, because that would be bad for – I honestly believe – that would be bad for 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 Robert Sala to trot Zach Wilson back out there. You know, once you put your foot down, you're like, I'm doing this for the team. Yeah. Until you see something from Mike White that looks worse than what you saw from Zach Wilson, especially a week after he just did, unless he has like internal bleeding that we yeah, don't know. I was going to say. He missed yeah. four plays. That's it. Four. Dude, that guy is fucking tough. You heard oh. Dan Campbell talking about him? Dan Campbell couldn't even – couldn't even contain himself. He was just like, I was amazing. I, you know, what, what, what other sport are you like? He had to leave the game for a couple minutes just to see if all his, his insides were intact. And then he came back. I'm like, bro, we, we just, we just played such a gladiator fucking sport. The way he got hit by Matt Milano was unreal, oh, dude, man. And it was clean too. Everybody likes to say Milano's dirty. Um, no. No, I mean the AJ I, Dillon tackle was a little, uh, but it's hard to make those decisions in in, in real time. I, I will say this: I'm fascinated by this game because every Lions fan thinks they're going to lose, and every Jets fan thinks they're going to lose. That's so like funny. They, man. They've gotten to this point, and I love those two fan bases. I, I really do. They've been, they've been through hell uh, in my lifetime. And this is like who like this is the ultimate who's gonna take the next step. They both need wins. And you know, talking to Damian Woody and I, 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 he made a good point. The Jets are a year ahead of schedule. They right. thought next year, you know, was gonna be their team. And to be there right here yeah. at this point, and you get a home game, like you have everything you want. And it's just in my life, both these teams have just failed miserably when they get to this point. Uh so that's that's the game for me this weekend. Yeah, that's a game that I'm going to have a hard time betting because I, you know, I don't know who to root for. Yeah, I mean, maybe I just I just bet the total. How, imagine Salah and Campbell in the octagon like that would be the longest UFC fight. No, neither guy would give in ever. I don't know that it would take that long. Really, Dan Campbell's size is overwhelming, man. You know, Salah's a badass, and he's 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 wow. hard. He's, he stays hard like David Goggins, the whole thing. But like. <laughs> He's clean shaved. He's like got high testosterone. You can just tell. Like he's just a a virile. Is that the word? English yes. major. He's yeah. a virile guy. Like uh, I just don't think. I think the size of Dan Campbell. He's an old NFL tight end, dude. Wow. See, I oh man, I I I just see both guys bloodied and. No, they're not going to quit. Ask it for a sixth round. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be amazing. It would be amazing. 
Maybe they need a fight at midfield after the game. No, they're too good of guys. That's going to be a strong ass hug though after the game. Oh, like those guys. That's that's a good. Got to get the camera on that one. Is that going to be the best hug of the weekend? I might be the best hug of the season. Josh McDaniels, yeah, Josh and, and Bill, Bill Belichick. Yeah. That's going to be one that we got to watch for this weekend. How about Josh McDaniels and Matt Patricia? Oh man, just mm. a couple of offensive minds. Yeah. And Mac I'll Jones this week talking about I'd be about scared because Patricia's got the beard and then he's got the pencil. Like yeah, that's that's good. scary. You gotta you gotta be careful of the pencil, like a little yeah, tilt. Lead, lead poisoning. Um all right, who's sleeping best? We gotta do the Helix mattress. Um go to that Helix website, type in code Greenlight. You'll be amazed at the at the discounts, the freebies, etc. And then you're gonna be sleeping well, just like line. Well, not me. I'm not sleeping well. They gave me codeine, and I refuse to take it because I know that shit. That shit is pretty good, and I don't. I don't want it to be too good. You know what I mean? I've been, I've been sleeping like shit. So let me let me take a look at this. Can I I'm come too- by get some of that codeine? Yeah, you want some? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Just dabble. Right. Yeah. Let me. Uh, I got one. We can't go back to just looking at who's on a buy now. We got to no. do the hard work. Go for it, Steve. Carlos Correa, mm. new San Francisco Giants shortstop, 13 years, $350 million. <clears throat> Fellas out money. there, and ladies, I guess there's ladies here. That's, yeah, it's yacht money. Teach your kids to be baseball players. Mm. Speaking of yachts, Mike, I can't wait to talk about White Lotus in a couple minutes. Oh, yeah. Steve, you talking about fun. White Lotus? I have not checked it out yet. I'm, uh, I just uh, spent a, a bunch of time catching up on Yellowstone. What oh, character Steve. most reminds you of Stanford Steve? And White Lotus? Um, I watched the first White Lotus. Stanford Steve. Uh, I don't think anybody's a good enough person on that show. Thank you. No. Uh, yeah, maybe uh, Rocco. <clears throat> Rocco. Yeah, Rocco. Rocco. <laughs> Bring Rocco back up to the front desk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. So we've got the Helix map. Yeah. Give me who's sleeping well. I know Desmond Ritter's not sleeping well. He's got to start his first game in New Orleans. If he can pull this off, I mean, like, I don't know how New Orleans is from an injury standpoint, quite frankly, because I have, uh, I've hate ignored them since they've clicked. And you too, Steve, we both, I, I, I put money on the overwind total. Mm-hmm. You had them going deep. I, I don't know. I Ritter, Ritter, that's a tough spot to start your first game. Um, I'm going to – Bills are sleeping well, man. This is what we do. Mike McDaniel's down there wearing T-shirts to overcompensate. Like, listen, I love Mike McDaniel, but, like, bro, you see Shaq Lawson up there. He's like, fuck it, I'm putting on the parka. It's cold. <laughs> you know, like, it's it's not a big deal. We've dealt with this, so we don't have to pretend like we don't care. Like, let me tell you something. I played in New England for a year. It's fucking cold. I'm going to wear whatever I can out there on the field. Meanwhile, you got Mike McDaniel's down there. Mm-hmm. Just had heaters in L.A. <laughs> uh, Mar- Marcus Davenport's sleeping well. You know why Desmond Ritter's about to make his first NFL start? Falcons, Saints. Cam Jordan's questionable. Okay. But we'll see. Questionable. Uh, okay. uh, 1v1 matchups. Who we got? Ooh. Y'all, we, we've got like, we got like three things to write down for this show. We 
we always well we're all about the conversation yeah you know you're right about that's, that that's that's the that's the honey hole here um, you go deshaun jack watson jones, jack jones and Devonte adams okay that's a really good one unless unless bill puts his best corner on somebody else and then he puts like you know John Jones on. Did John Jones get hurt last week? And he put somebody else on. But I just want to see that matchup. I'm gonna go Dan Quinn versus Trevor Lawrence. Ooh. Word. I'm gonna go Word. Deshaun Watson against. Uh, I don't know Roquan Smith. It's uh, Browns are now a three point favorite. It'll probably be Tyler Huntley. Uh, it's Deshaun now two games under his belt. It's time to show signs of the old Deshaun or else this is going to be an all timer of a contract. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. They deserve every bit of it. I, um, another one is uh horn Pickens down in, uh, in Charlotte. That's going to be a fun one. If those two end up mm. going back and forth that, that kid's quietly become a hell of a player Yeah, and people aren't watching those games, but he really can play. I'm talking about Horn. I think people have figured it out with Pickens. Um, okay. Cool, guys. Oh, pretty- uh, Brock Purdy against the 12th man. Oh, yeah. There That's true. That's the other point making. that You you mentioned the Seattle stuff. I, I, I think this is a big, big deal for Purdy. He's not healthy. He's going to start, Schefter just said. But going on the road now, that's I, – I expect them to run the ball a lot. Seahawks winning record in week 15. Steve, appreciate the time, my brother. Thank you, guys. Get better. I miss you guys. Oh, great seeing you right last now. weekend, Chris. I hope yeah, I didn't fun. get you sick. I, I, I was fine. Yeah, it was great being with you guys. A lot of fun. You know, I'm not an athlete anymore per se. I did just join a softball league. Uh, but I'm a podcaster, and to podcasters, gut health is very important. My morning routine is very important. My breakfast is very important. Walking downstairs to the kitchen to the song Narco is very important to me. But nothing is more important than drinking AG1. I started taking AG1 because I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great and I wanted to find a nutritional drink that could add to my daily routine to improve my gut health and energy. I just rip it open and it's over with. I don't have to mix a bunch of stuff, it's easy. I've been on it for six months and I love it. It doesn't taste like it's super healthy which is a good thing, it tastes really good. It kind of has a mild tropical taste that I actually look forward to each morning. This is the best option for easy, optimal nutrition out there. You take one scoop of AG1 and you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it, it's that simple. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com greenlight. Again, that is athleticgreens.com greenlight to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. It's time to get your cuts essentials for next year. To us at Greenlight, nothing is more essential than some closet staples. That's why we go with cuts. Not only are they some of the best clothes out there, but right now for the next few days only, they're running their 25 to 50% off site-wide sale. Cuts makes professional-looking performance apparel so you can feel comfortable at work or out on the town. 
Every cut shirt is designed to provide a perfectly tailored fit, and they're insanely comfortable. Cuts has perfected the art and science of men's shirts, so you can throw one on and look great without ever thinking twice about it. We've been seeing cuts everywhere lately, and especially on NFL Sunday with Joe Burrow, Rob Gronkowski, Patrick Mahomes, all the goats, they're rocking cuts. That's what they're doing these days. Cuts has totally revolutionized the traditional, outdated t-shirt category. They make it easy to mix and match styles and colors, so you can find the perfect style. Long sleeve Henley, no problem. Short sleeve crew neck, they've got it. Tees, hoodies, polos, and more are all available with Cuts. These are some of the best quality shirts you'll ever own, and they're engineered to last. These aren't fast fashion shirts, these are Cuts. Join hundreds and thousands of men who have already made the simple decision to elevate their wardrobe with Cuts. Get 25-50% to 50% off your first order by going to CutsClothing.com slash Greenlight. That's C-U-T-S Clothing.com slash Greenlight for up to 50% off the only shirt worth wearing. That was cool. Stanford Steve gave me some betting advice before we started, so I'm super happy right now. Glad you passed it on to us, Matt. <laughs> hey, is anybody talking about my Alabama AM? I'm, we- I'm, I'm unbeaten lifetime betting Alabama AM and giving it out. Yeah. Both well, plus 10. 2 and 0 giving out these college basketball winners. What I'm doing is, and I told Steve this, uh, I'm, doing the, I'm doing the two team money line parlays in college hoops. You get like a 6.30 tip-off, love that. And then like a 7 o'clock, you can see how it's going. I'm doing, you know, seven, eight, nine-point favorites, get it down to about minus 130. It's a great way to live. No offense. You're able to watch college basketball at 6.30 at your house? No, 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 no. No, I don't know. I my free time. My free time begins about 8 p.m., yeah. But that's a perfect time to check in on what's happening at the end of the 6.30 tip. And there, there aren't many 6.30 tips. It's just if you like a game at 6.30, La Tech uh, somebody, Stephen F. Austin, that was a banger last night, ended at the buzzer. Love college hoops. And we gave you on Wednesday's show, we gave you some props oh, for giving you. out. Okay, yeah, yeah. Cool, We cool, thank cool. you very much. Cool. What is it about regular season college hoops that I can't get into outside of Virginia? Uh, well... It's more um, of a once football season is all the way over thing. Like, I don't blame it. anybody for not being into college hoops right now. I mean, they're they're thirty games. They're they're kids. Uh, well, compared to the NBA, you're not in the NBA right now either, yeah. No, but I like you know I I follow it a little bit more closely. Hmm. Quality of plays better for sure. Um, I what? just don't that, that shot clock is so quick. You're on yeah. a million timeouts at the end of the games. And they don't call travels, Matt. You got I got an account that uh, you should be following if you're not. It's um Oh, I am, especially Giannis. Oh, all the carries and the travels. Yeah. You have you seen the 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 LaMelo Ball one? Yeah, it's ridiculous, man. What's the name of that guy? I forget, but he he's like a he's a self-described snitch. Like Yeah. He, he definitely he he's like trying to let the NBA know that the game has deteriorated to the point where they don't even call travels. And you know what? They're right. Holy shit! Some of the stuff they let go. Hey pal, I got a hack for you to to get into college hoops a little bit more in December. Parlays like twenty five hundred bucks <laughs> on Stephen F. Austin. Yeah, got on it. A Wednesday night. I'll it'll, try. It'll really fire you up. I'll try. Um, okay. 
Hey, before we talk White Lotus, you guys were talking about Drew Brees with Steve. I was wondering if like maybe Drew Brees might be thinking about coaching in the future and doesn't want to get accused of being a Jeff Saturday type hire where somebody hasn't had any coaching experience before. You think that's why he's going to Purdue or just like some other reason, just doing it to be a good alumni? Well, it doesn't hurt, right, if he's trying to go that route. But I also think he's probably passionate about that place. Yeah, I think it's all about the place and doing a cool thing because I think it might hurt if it's, hey, look, he went to camp for two weeks during bowl season at Purdue that one time when they were in the who gives a shit, what, where are they? Citrus Bowl. Yeah, yeah, that's a good bowl. But a good bowl. It, it, it just seems like he's, he's going to help out his alma mater as they're in a transition, having lost Jeff Brom and hiring a new coach. I don't think his, this is his entree into, into coaching. I mean, I guess technically it is, but it doesn't, it doesn't seem to me like, hey, let me, let me get reps in here in, in late December. And now, wouldn't it be appetizer-making? Yeah, that would be a better word. You're right. You're right. <laughs> um, appetizer. I like to say appetizers. Uh-huh. Wife loves um, it. No, I, I think it's interesting when you look at like a Jeff Saturday hire or like, you know, if Drew Brees wanted to coach his alma mater, I mean, the difference between taking a pro job for like a Jeff Saturday or like hypothetically if Drew Brees wanted to get, in, get into coaching in college, which he probably doesn't want to get into coaching in college. But there's a lot more of a draw. You can justify like giving somebody uh, a job because of their, their um, I don't know, like who they are and their, their profile uh, in college because there's so much more that a head coach can capitalize on based upon his name in football. I mean, like in the pros, like Jeff Saturday is going to sell some tickets like right away make some news, uh, but ultimately there's not that big of an advantage that you gain in having a head coach who's famous, quite frankly. And you see what Dion's done for, for Jackson State. I, th- I would love to see a trend where former players get into coaching in college because they can kind of be kings, man. Like you can really see them kind of design the whole program, which is a lot more fun than watching Jeff Saturday struggle with timeouts or whatever it is. And maybe oh. he's just trying to see if he likes it. The new coach says, yeah, we'll, we'll – Give you a shot at it. More probably more likely the AD saying, "Yeah, we'll give you a shot at it. See if it see if it suits. See if you want to call the fifteen kids who are in the portal right now and the in the thirty five who want to come to West Lafayette for a visit, or if you just want to tell the quarterback how to sling it for a couple of weeks." So, Seelong, you've been sick. Have you been watching anything good while you've had this little break, or has there been? I know it sucks being sick, but has there been anything good about it? Okay. Being sick is awesome. I mean, it definitely sucks. If it's like one of those six that you can get over, um, you know, like it's, it's not the worst thing in the world. Like there's a downside to being sick, which is that you feel like death. And honestly, uh, every time I'm sick, I, I, I think to myself like, ah, I'll be ready to die whenever that is. Cause <laughs> you know, like, um, I'll be sitting there in bed, like a baby with the flu, like, all right, I'll just tap out now. Um, so whenever it's that time, 86 years old or whatever it is, if I get the flu, I might just be like, Hey, deuces, man. Uh, now the positive of being sick is it's the one time that nobody has access to me. And I know you ask, you know, what about your phone? You got your phone. It's pretty easy to text somebody and be like, Hey, I feel like dog shit right now. I can't get on this phone call, even though I probably can. Like there needs to be an auto text. Like when you're driving. Hey, I'm in right. focus mode. I'm driving right now. I'll hit you back when I'm done driving. There needs to be an I'm sick. I'm sick. I'll get back to you. 
there is? Is there an yeah, app for you, that? Yeah, you can do it. Yeah, you can do it. I, uh, it's not an app. It's like deep in the Apple settings. Like it's way too, it takes way too much focus for me to explain it to you. But like uh, de- definitely like three or four layers into the Apple settings, you can uh, you can get your iPhone to to do like a do not disturb kind of text. An auto actually, response to any incoming text. Can you pick and choose right. people? That would be great. <laughs> I don't think so. But like, you know uh do you really need to pick and choose people the way i've been feeling the last two three days frankly and no offense to any of you i don't want to talk to anybody i just want to sit in my room and watch movies which has been pretty good like it's been like living in a bubble i have my own room there's food in my room there's a bunch of gatorades like yeah i feel like shit and i've thought about like you know like maybe i'm dying but um you know like i've also enjoyed watching total recall for no reason i've enjoyed watching emily the criminal Matt, which I thought was really good. I'm not really sure what the message of that movie is, but Aubrey Plaza is awesome in it. Maybe the message is that that life is hard because she had a little bit of a checkered past. But as the the, the movie went on, she was um, it was made clear that that things are a little bit more complicated. Right. She's a badass. Like, you know, like she 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 acts she acts like a badass. Well, on 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 screen. What kind of foods do you have in your room? Well, I ordered Maya last night. Oh, Uh, nice. Cause I, I, I don't have much of an appetite, but like, I know I have to eat. So, um, but when I do eat, it's right. It's bedside. It's like bedside service. Um, I've tested for COVID three days in a row. I don't have COVID. Um, do you get out I was dog also, care duty? Dog care? Yeah. I don't have to deal with the dogs. Dude, that's another bonus. Dude, yeah. I don't have to do anything. And for good reason, I don't have to do anything. I feel like shit. I can barely walk to the bathroom, but it's nice being sequestered and alone. It's a good feeling. I was able to finish White Lotus as well, Joe. Oh, let's go! White yeah. Lotus, best best show of the uh, the year for me so far, mate. So far, <laughs> so far, somebody might charge hard the last two weeks of the season, last two weeks know. of the year. Um, who was your? All right, what are your takeaways? You can go thirty thousand foot. You can go a deep dive. You can go favorite character. Well, I don't know if you guys have heard this before, but Jennifer Coolidge uh, is fucking hilarious in real life. I was doing a big because she she might be my favorite character. It's no it's no uh, coincidence that she was brought back for a second season. In fact, like Mike White said that he kind of like tailored the show around her. And like the whole time, I guess, in season two, she was like begging him not to kill her, (laughs) Uh, which is funny. Like when, you know, these actors and actresses, they were all sitting. And by the way, HBO Max spoiled the show. Yeah. Yeah. with Tanya McQuay, quad, quad, code break for sure. They quote tweeted a, a picture of Tanya uh, doing various fun things uh, from last year that said Tanya's still living, uh, still living it up. Yeah, L I V I N. And then they, she, HBO Max quote tweeted and said, "Never mind." So like two days after the show's conclusion, everybody's getting the spoiler, which is fucked up. And I'm sensitive to that because when I was in uh, St. Louis, I'll never forget spoiling the wire. Uh, for a teammate, like he was, gen- <laughs> he was like absolutely mad at me. Justin King, he's a good friend, um, but I told him how Omar died. Mm, um, but anyways, Mike White wanted Jennifer Coolidge to to come back to the show. Uh, he he kind of built the show around her the first time. I thought she was a great character. Uh, I do think it's funny when these 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 performers beg not to be killed off. Uh, and the interesting thing is, like Mike White had decided that she was going to die but had not told her how, which is also funny that like Mike White's like, I can't really tell you yet. I don't really know. Um, and I don't know if he'd have told her if she'd have liked it very much, but I thought the, the, you know, the, the crescendo with her 
was hilarious and tragic because she was tragically kind of a dumb character. Like she was frustratingly dumb. Like she always just missed the point, right? You know, uh, her gay friend, the murderous gays are all laying on the boat, bleeding out. And the one guy got shot in the back and he's like leaking blood out of his mouth. And she's interrogating him on whether or not the guy that basically set up her, her abduction and, and, uh, and the guy that intended to collect the, the money in the prenup was cheating on her. It doesn't matter. She, he tried to kill you. And the guy's looking at her like this dumb. I mean, you are just so dumb and you killed me. It was incredible. It was such a big W for Tanya to stand up for herself at the end of that show. But then in Tanya fashion, she couldn't even get off the boat. How about like jump in the water? The stairs. The stairs to the dinghy that Nicolo used to climb up onto the yacht. And not to criticize some guy's cock, but they were talking about this guy being well hung. He walked through the door and I was like, what? <laughs> you know, the mafia guy that they said had like a third leg. Some of y'all haven't been in an NFL locker room. Wow. <laughs> uh, so anyways, I thought Coolidge is probably my, my favorite character, the best played character, which is probably like a minus 250 choice. Um, I love the I, grandfather. I, I thought he was great. Bert was great. F. Murray Abraham. There, No, there are plenty of Tanya haters. Like, did not want her, carried over to the second season, found her really annoying, did not like that storyline. Just hop, really? hop on the internet. They're detractors. Yeah. I'm, I have to sign with interesting, you. It was an interesting storyline. You know, like you truly didn't see that coming when she first met all those murderous gays. She was, and I'm only saying that because that's how everybody is referring to them. These like, gays, uh, they're trying to kill gay. me. <laughs> it's, it's that's so a quote. Um, and then she goes up top to the, the, the operator of that yacht. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, again, T Tanya, he can't speak English. Yeah. You just found that out. And like... You're, you're, you're just, you've got this monologue going and he's like, I am, I am gay. <laughs> yeah. Like that's all you get. So I thought she was really funny. I thought the, I thought the, uh, the grandfather was funny, uh, and a little bit tragic. I, I thought they were all good, man. Who were you guys rooting for? By uh, the end, I was rooting for Ethan to kick that dude's ass and hook up with his wife. Well, I think he, <laughs> I think he did both of those things really. I so. Yeah. I think mission accomplished. Rooting for is a good question. I would say I would say Mia, who all she wants to do is is play the piano and sing at the hotel, and then help Valentina at the front desk be happy with sex. To date, before meeting Mia, Valentina was was not so happy. She was barking up the wrong tree with Isabella, and here comes Mia. Hey, let me help you out. Yeah, I want the gig, but let me help you out. A very noble, selfless endeavor by Mia. So I was rooting for Mia, but favorite character wise, I'd have to go. Daphne, I think uh, she got the best lines from White Mike. I think she told the story the best. She connected the dots. Hey, you know, you guys, you you don't like us. Well, sorry, you're about to become us because I'm going to take you across this little island and and uh, show you how the 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 other half lives. Uh, Megan Fahey, hey, in real life, Megan Fahey. And Adam DeMarco, who played Albie, are hanging out. I want you to hold that's, hold on to your hat. As, that's pretty interesting. As you In that the fact that they're the same age is what you. Thirty-two years old. Yeah, Albie looks like a, a young buck, and I think we're led to believe that he's just he's he's fresh out of Stanford. Um, but yeah, thirty-two year old cat. Uh, I have to imagine that the Porsche character was played 
uh, uh, correctly that, that Haley Lou did a great job. I don't think we fully, fully saw that arc. I think we're led to believe that she's a young Tanya, uh, both with the, with the outfits kind of aimless. Oh, oh my God. The outfits. Oh, and Oh, my boss just died. Can I get your number? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean like going to the airport and, and just picking out that stupid fucking hat to like end the show. Mm -hmm. It was like, Mike White was definitely, you know, like he was making it clear that she had no fashion sense the entire time. Like her sandals, yep. like the whole thing. She just had no fashion sense. I like how Mike White in interviews after the show, he he's he doesn't have answers for a lot of things. He's like, I don't know. You know, if it's not in there, it's not in there. Fill in the in the details yourselves. I, I really like that. You that, know, that's how you know it's a great show when when it's finished. You go looking for like more material about it. You want to see interviews with the people, or you yep. want to see the director talking about the show. Hey, Matt, I don't know if you uh, you saw this. Uh, well, I, you probably didn't, but I was one of the videos I was watching was Aubrey Plaza on um, on uh, Seth Meyers' show, uh-huh. uh, and she was she was talking about that her and Daphne. Megan Fahey and Aubrey Plaza got lost on a hike and like Fahey had talked about it uh, on Seth Meyers show and like kind of blamed Aubrey Plaza. And then like Aubrey Plaza came on the show and she was like, well, she left out a little detail that we were both tripping on mushrooms. (laughs) So those two just went way up in my, I also heard that Aubrey Plaza was like pranking the kid that played Albie like over and over, like leaving stuff that was like, she was pretending that his hotel room was haunted. So she kept on leaving like really deranged things in his room and then went oh, to great funny. lengths to like prove that it wasn't her. That's funny. She seems great. Yeah. So anyways, great show. Um, I'm sure there's more that we could talk about with it, but I don't want to bore anybody with White Lotus. You saw the show. One more thing, guys. Here's my take on the NBA trophies. Uh, I think the Michael Jordan trophy is getting shit on unnecessarily. Everybody's looking at it because it's new. And because some people don't like considering Michael Jordan the GOAT, Michael Jordan is the GOAT, and it's a beautiful trophy relative to the last one. Have you seen the last MVP trophy? Yep. Has anybody really taken a look at that thing? Who's on that trophy? Some random really old dude. Uh... Yeah, dude with no eyeballs. Like, go look at that. It's creepy as fuck. Go look at that trophy. That trophy's super creepy. This new trophy's kind of dope. Yeah, it's got all sorts of like specifics about the design too that are all alluding to Jordan's greatness in these various ways. I'm down with the MVP trophy being named for Jordan, and that's super cool. But they like invented a new award, the Mister Clutch Award for Jerry West. Like he's already the logo. Yeah, that's some weird. That's weird. Yeah, people don't like Jerry West in the logo because he probably couldn't get buckets to. Well, I don't want to be JJ Reddick. I don't want to get. I don't want to get uh, plumbers? Jerry West Duncan playing plumbers. Huh? I re- the, yeah. the, this Jordan Trophy. I'm just seeing it for the first time. Looks like uh, like an Oscar. And then all these other trophies are trapped in the, in in glass cases. They're they're ice sculptures with various players. Yeah, the other ones are ugly. The other ones are ugly. I agree. There. Love Hakeem the Dream getting love. That's a good thing. Yeah. D P O I. So all these yeah. all these awards existed except for Clutch. They're just assigning old players' names to them. Yeah, exactly. And then in 50 years, people are going to be pissed off that Bronny James doesn't have an award named after him. We're, well, going, to to, we're going to have to rename the... All the, the haters on the award. internet are saying that if uh, there's ever another bubble championship, we can name that the LeBron James trophy. That's good. I thought that was unfair. Well, that's what Evan Turner said. Yeah. Um, 
And yeah, it was definitely a shot. 40 years from now, we're going to be the ones yelling like, you didn't see Olajuwon play. Yeah, no question. Everybody's going to be like Wembenyama, big Wemby. Yeah, Crown Vic. A.K.A. the Eiffel Power Forward. Yeah, Eiffel Tower Forward. That's good. I like that. Mm-hmm. You guys think the NFL is going to own Christmas this year? It's like a big big head-to-head. Yeah. Is it a Christian holiday? Yeah, NFL versus NBA, I meant. Well, yeah, it's going to be the NFL. Of course. NBA doesn't, bro, like, just be real. And we were just talking about this with college basketball a little bit. I I have a hard time getting into college basketball until football's over. I know that's different for you, Mike, but I just, football eats everything. It just eats everything. You know, like, sure, the Knicks might play the Mavericks or something. Oh, couldn't pay me to watch it. Right. The NFL games on Christmas, Packers, Dolphins, Broncos, Rams, and Bucks, Cardinals. The games suck, but it doesn't matter. Like, people still tune in. Like, okay, the Thursday night ratings are, or Amazon promised all the advertisers like uh, 12 million viewers every Thursday, and it's like seven or eight. I might want to fact check that. Uh, But it's still seven or eight million people watching God knows what kind of football every week. Uh, we're We're degenerates, man. Yeah, that's what we do. You can't click out of it. You're stuck in the prime video. You can't change the channel. Can't rewind it either. No. Hey, man, I think I speak for everybody here at Studio J when I say we hope you feel better soon. Thanks, Macon. I appreciate yeah, you. Keep hydrating. Keep eating. Uh, stay off your feet. Rest. Rest is great. Thank you, guys. Y'all take care. I'm